You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome audience to a special bonus episode. Uh, we're very fortunate not to have Sal or Brad in, in the studio, uh, a, especially since Brad on the last episode was so, or the few episodes ago, these depends on when you watch, he was really hungover. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he didn't talk much. <laughs> Today, uh, it's an interesting thing because you know, I've got my uh, partner here, Joe Morcello. Who is uh, who works with myself and our company on marketing? We, d- we decided that it would be smart to like, talk about marketing because our business is so built around marketing. We're doing a lot of things about marketing and, and in marketing, and I, I figured why not talk to the audience about the stuff that we talk about and you know nerd out for a minute. And yeah. People might or might not listen, but who cares? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's every business needs it. Mm-hmm. Every business is doing some form or fashion of it. Well, if you're not. Well, You're right, not really going right. to compete for very long. We'll talk about that. Yeah. A few things I want to talk about today, Joe, is I want to talk about owning your data. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a big topic for me and in, in, in how important it is to own your own data, um, how marketing and brand play into a business and what I think, what our opinions are, in my opinion, we obviously will have differing opinions, but mm-hmm. um, what wh- how that plays into a business and, and what strategies are you see that are working, that aren't working, what, what we think and you think. You know, This is basically an open forum for us to talk about how people that don't use marketing are really missing out mm-hmm. and potentially not using it correctly. Right. Right? right. So first and foremost, Joe, why don't you give the audience a little bit about your background and uh, talk to the audience and let them know who you are, what you do, and how we ended up working together. Yeah. So uh, end of 2018, um, I kind of went off uh, and started my own uh, marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Now, this is kind of I really fashioning it around working for uh, smaller budget, small businesses. Obviously, larger budget, large businesses will be perfectly fine for clients of mine. But you know what? What I the reason I started it was because um, for six years I was kind of like an industry analyst mm-hmm. uh, in a form of fashion. I was. Uh, a marketing director for what's called uh, the local search association. They were um, and are a, uh, a not-for-profit trade association that represented the local advertising and local marketing space. Obviously, when we say local, a lot of times we think SMB, mm-hmm. uh, small business. Yes. But um, yeah. when you look at local, it spans all businesses. I mean, sure. you have national brands, you have franchises. They also have local presences. Yeah. So you can't overlook uh, what local means from one, the small business, but also from the national s- side. Because if you're talking about like a multi-location business, we're talking about thousands of locations. Managing, we want to talk about data, managing store location data, managing yeah. uh, accurate and consistent listings online, managing all that is a huge undertaking. There's a lot of technologies that support that. But anyway, my, so I, I was working as a kind of an analyst of this space, and what I was learning a lot about was the pain points for small businesses. Obviously, budget and time. Mm-hmm. This is where, especially with like uh, startups, you know, you're 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 not sure where this thing's going to go, but you know, you got to put something behind marketing. Obviously, yeah. especially when you're starting a new business. I know that, right? Of course, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're you're prime example ex- experiencing that. So, um, you know, we we talked a lot about while well, I was kind of like looking at the space, writing a lot of posts and doing a lot of research, writing reports, that kind of stuff. Um, we were looking at this kind of this this dichotomy between DIY. And then hiring or 
uh, uh, purchasing technology or whatever. The, there's the DIY, then there's like everything else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of small businesses were, were taking the, the DIY route. I've seen studies that range between 50 and 75% of small businesses go the DIY route, right. which is totally reasonable, especially when you're starting out. Well, it's co- it costs money. So so the audience understands we were in the DIY space. Like we started our business over a little bit of around a year and a half ago. And I had to learn marketing, right? That was something I was interested in in general, right? But I had to understand the nuances and understand how to use Facebook platforms, uh, social media, Google, websites, all this stuff. And it's like, it became very difficult, although I do believe I'm, I'm fairly smart and I can figure it out, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it all, right? I didn't right. know it all. And if I, I, I could take the time to learn it mm-hmm. because the information's out there, but to learn it, then implement it, then then make mistakes and all that. At some point as a business, you have to make a decision on how much are you going to invest into marketing. Right. right. And, I, and I think that what happens, as you've probably experienced, and, and I would say that from what I've learned about kind of what you did and the approach that you guys took, you were a little bit, I'd say, on the more sophisticated side from the do-it-yourself perspective. I appreciate that. Well, no, it's true. So because I, I see all kinds of, you know, variations, you know, sure. in terms of, uh, very, very unsophisticated work or even just a lack of understanding of just the true power of the digital space. So let's talk about that because okay. that's dangerous. So I'm a DIY guy mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm not sophisticated. I'm not, I'm just, I just have a website that mm-hmm. looks like it was from 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the internet was around. <laughs> so, just whatever it is, right? It's right. antiquated and they're just very rudimentary and then they want help. Well, mm-hmm. there's so many, this is the difficult part for businesses right now is being able to wade through all these people that say that I can do this and I can do that. Yep. And if you don't have an understanding of any marketing on any level, which is why I actually wanted to learn it. Cause if I was going to hire someone to do it, I had to understand it on some right. level because you, I, I could run a uh, marketing agency and go to these companies that aren't that sophisticated and mm-hmm. make a few posts for them and they feel really good about it and charge them a bunch of money and it's not really doing anything. Right. Right. All right. So right. like, Finding quality marketing right, right. is not easy. Well, because a lot. Of, this is what I see in terms of you know how people are selling marketing. A lot of times they're selling channels, so they'll come in like Google, okay, Facebook. So now you're you're piquing the interest because everyone mm. knows those names. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that they're important. So once you start saying that stuff, now you're you're kind of just selling the channel as opposed to thinking about who are you, what mm. do you want to do, what is your budget. What can we, uh, can we work with within that budget that actually adds value? Because, you know, you could, you could say that, you know, I got a, a $5,000 budget and I'm just like, yeah, Google, Facebook, it, that doesn't mean anything. If I, if I look at that budget and I say, well, let's, ma- how are we going to maximize that? Right. And for me, you know, this, this comes back to, um, looking at the business, the business owner, the staff, and identifying who they are, right? So that's interesting that you say that because that, that when we started our company, and I think anybody that's in business today has to ask that fundamentally right off the bat because that is your brand. And what happens in our, in our industry, a lot of industries, all industries across the board, is that brand is, is not really thought of very early on. And when ultimately everything revolves around brand mm-hmm. and who are you, who are you going to be? What's my message? Who do we want? So having a really good understanding and a good feeling of that is very important in marketing. I would say absolutely. I mean, I'd say that that's the foundation of any, any is getting started. Like you're good. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you create a business, you know, that it's something that people need, people want. That's fine. But who are you really? You know, like, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? These things are important. They seem like vanities, like, uh, we're going to put this out on our website and people are going to, you know, it, it, but it's, it's more than that. People are, people are empowered. Consumers are empowered 
now more than ever. Before there was this, it was all like word of mouth, print ads, radio ads, TV ads. I mean, that was the only way you could reach the consumer and influence them. So mm-hmm. now the, it's totally flipped. The consumer's in control. Mm-hmm. They go to the webs, they go to Google. They're searching for whatever they're looking for. Uh, you know, it could be whatever, a product, a service, a company, whatever. They're doing the searching. They're doing the research. They're making the decision. Yeah. Now, what's going to dictate that decision is going to be largely based on what they see about you. Mm-hmm. So there's this, they're, they're in the driver's seat. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So that's what's what's changed, you know, and the, and the whole concept of like, well, I know I need a website. So just because you build a website doesn't mean that you've done anything for your brand or your business. Yeah. So I'm going to use real estate as an example because yeah. that's we do, we're, we're a mortgage company. We do, it's a real estate show, and this is very pertinent to real estate professionals that mm-hmm. are thinking about you know how do they you know run their business and understanding that um, so much more goes into a website mm-hmm. than just having a website. Yes. Right? Uh, is it is it properly set up? Are your are your are your word uh, is the is it like there's a, and the problem is this stuff is such an afterthought in mm-hmm. in, in real estate that people are going back and retrofitting it and mm-hmm. having to like go back to do it. The, the smart ones at least are actually trying to retrofit it. Right. A lot of people are just living in this world where they don't feel that they don't find the importance. They don't see the importance in proper digital uh, set up right now right. And, and we talk about this a lot especially on the real estate agent side yeah um you know you look at uh, a lot of agents you know the kind of the, the getting started point is you get a listing on your your broker's page and that's it you know yeah. maybe that's the start starting right. block a lot of other agents will start you know they'll maybe they'll build a website they'll start their social so this profile. is how fucking crazy this is sorry if i, sorry, <laughs> I don't know if you have, if you have people that are non-study. this is how, this is this is the okay so this is owning your data this is yeah. the part of the the conversation i really wanted to get into it's like so real estate agents uh in a, a for the most part don't own their own more uh, websites. What they'll do is they'll be with Keller or Remat, whatever it is, and they'll just have a page within that page, and, and they'll, they'll be functional. Or they'll buy like a Ylopo service or or this other service that says they're going to feed them leads, but they don't own their website. Mm-hmm. They they don't mm-hmm. own any of those that mm-hmm. that information. The moment they go off of that, they lose it. If they go move to Keller Williams from Keller Williams to go somewhere else, they lose that information. How crazy is it to not own your data? Yeah. The power that you get from from basic web traffic, one, not only are you able to take that and do more sophisticated marketing work, so people come to your site, now you can retarget them, and you have Google Analytics set up appropriately and correctly, now you can retarget them with display ads. So as they're browsing different sites, they're looking at news articles, they're looking at this, they maybe see a display ad. And that doesn't nece- those display ads don't necessarily convert, but what they do is they keep brand top of mind. Mm-hmm. They keep... Uh, reminding that person who visited that site, maybe they took an action, maybe they didn't. Either way, you keep that brand top of mind. So that's the thing about marketing that, that I think, so in real estate, it's so results driven. How many leads yeah. did I get? Yeah. How many calls did I get? Right. If you're really trying to build a brand, mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's to me personally, it's are we creating a really a good brand? Are we everywhere? Are we in people's faces? Because right. you're going to get business from that. Mm-hmm. That you don't even know. You right. got it for, oh, I, I talked to this person, but then I looked you up and the, you know, it all exactly. is married and being, having the ability to properly target people that, like you told me today, if somebody went to our VA page on our website, right. then we can, then we know that they might be interested in that. We can retarget them specifically to that, that, that product, right? Right. right? right. And the trick is 
to me personally is not being intrusive. Yes. With with yes. marketing. I think a lot of marketing right now sucks dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's like right. it's just it's either they're tricking me into clicking on something, mm-hmm. which you know, you're gonna get a lot of uh leads from that, or you're gonna get a lot of you know, you, you might trick people and you might get a few. I personally don't believe in that method, but if you are looking for volume, it's it's it right. can work, right? Right. Um it just depends on what you want. But ultimately, I think what we're talking about right now is how important is is marketing in your strategy? Yes. And I mean, to me, like we so in the real estate world, from what I'm learning by working with you and, and working with some of your partners, is that um, you know there's there's this like lead grab, like there's leads out there, buy them up, you know, like go mm-hmm. go get them, pay for these, pay for that. What happens is there's demand for those leads. As more demand increases, the lead price is going to go up. So right. you have no control over any of that, and you are you are subject to whatever price setting that you're buying those leads from. You know that's what you're subject to. So. When we talk about owning data, we're also talking about owning the customer experience because when we have a sophisticated kind of search campaign or a Facebook ad strategy and we're building good web traffic and that we're retargeting and we're keeping brand top of mind and then leads come in from all of those activities, now we've, we own that lead. Yes, there was, there was the cost of marketing, but at the same time, the cost is way low. I've seen some of the rates for, for what it might cost per lead. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. So in, more, in mortgages, some leads cost up to three, four, five hundred bucks. I mean, it's not it's not cheap on, on the higher end leads, and you can buy you can get shitty ones for sure. like a hundred fifty bucks right. a lead, twenty five. Right. You know, it all depends on what you want, but ultimately, it's like, um, do you really want do you want your company or your business? It just depends on your strategy, but yeah, working on on all this and creating all that human capital, working on that, I don't know. Well, I, it, to me, um, from a sustainability standpoint, you're again, you aren't in the driver's seat with that. There's so much going on that. Mm. Uh, is dictating how that price changes, what you can afford. Hey, it's a slow season. We're 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 not we're not have the 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 revenue coming in that we once had. Can we afford to keep paying this crazy rate for leads? Right. Maybe leads are going down. Maybe the the market is slowed down and there's not as many buyers. That kind of thing. So, like to me, if you aren't building a kind of a fundamental marketing layer. Yeah. Uh, for your brand and for your business, then you're, you will not own that experience. You will be subject to wherever you're buying your leads. And again, so who, pe- o- who owns that information when, when you, so let's say I'm a real estate agent and, and I'm on Keller Williams website and I just use all Keller Williams stuff. Who owns that? Keller Williams would definitely have access to that data and that information. And isn't that valuable? Absolutely. Right. Now, I, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of these, like, so you go to a, a specific agent's page on, on you know, whatever broker's site, and they fill out a form, that goes to that agent, sure. Still goes but, to Keller Williams, too, though. Yeah, exactly. But the the thing that that is more important here is that that key action is being tracked only on the broker side it's not ha- the agent isn't able to see hey this came from that website and it came on this date and it came so talk to the audience about yeah. that so so when you because you're you're very good at google and google analytics right. and all that right so talk to me about what the benefits are of owning your own website and what you can actually track and how you can turn that into um you know actionable items right. going from it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the, there's the whole, so we talked about it a little bit, the retargeting. That's fine. That's one piece. I don't even think that is the most important piece. Yes, it's good. It keeps brand top of mind. That's great. But what's really valuable is understanding how your marketing is driving key actions on your website. So when I say key actions, I'm talking about phone kill, phone calls, email form, email, uh, email sends or email clicks. So someone clicks on the email address and then mm-hmm. it pre-populates some email that gets sent. Uh, and then form fills. And then there's all kinds of other actions. So for instance, if you have some guide to home buying and you're, uh, you know, having it for download and they got to put in an email address, 
you got to be tracking that to see are people doing it? How many? When? What what drove it? And then so when you when you start to do that, now you can say, okay, uh, I I'm tracking key actions. Now I can go month to month versus month. So this month we had this many key actions. Last month we had this many. What caused the uptick or the drop? And then we can go even a little further. Okay, we saw a huge uptick this month. What were we doing? Were we did we have some some Google ads? Was it some Facebook posts? What was going on in our marketing efforts yeah. that drove those conversions? Now we can start to say, okay, that campaign was really good. Yeah. Let's do that again, or let's try and replicate it in a different way. So the education and the learning. So marketing is about iterating and always continually iterating on what you're doing. So you know what you know. It, it, all this sounds daunting. It is. <laughs> right? It sounds like, and to be fair, for just for, so the audience understands, when we started the company a year and a half ago, all I was doing was doing a lot of Facebook posts. We had a website and it, it was rudimentary. It wasn't super robust. We didn't have a lot of like smart things in the background, you know, pushing things. And and at, at some point, we got to a point where we made a decision to, to say, hey, if we're going to be a company, we, we, we like we were basing our business. Mm-hmm. Not only around like our process and all that, but ultimately we are we we're, we have to market properly, right. and our our business is really based around our brand and marketing. And our brand that's not a, not a bad thing, so people understand. You know, when you say a marketing, it almost sounds like you're selling or tricking people. But mm. I believe in our brand. I mm. believe our our brand. When you say who are we, we're a good company that does good right. business. You can have a really good brand and good all the good marketing in the world, but if your baseline is shitty, yeah. like you suck, yeah. right? It doesn't matter yeah. how good your marketing is. Yeah, you'll get some deals, whatever, but you won't have longevity. My whole plan, like my whole thing, is anybody that wants longevity, yeah, they want to be in the business for a while. Mm-hmm. They have to have a solid marketing plan. Yeah, now whatever that means within who they want to be and. I just feel like it's a huge missed opportunity when people are giving up the the wheel to let's say whoever it is, and you know some people might say, "Well, color does all that for me. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. they 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 advertise for me. They serve them some things up. What happens if you leave? Right? You know, right? You're married, like, and then it's like, well, I can't really leave. I'm not going to leave. It's too great. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not leaving because you don't have any. Like, you mm-hmm. can't. Right. Right. Your growth is is literally at that point on some level, and I'm sure there's people that do very well there. At every and he used Keller, it's all of them. Right. Your growth is you've got a ceiling at some point. Right. 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 It's not yours. No. Right. And and I think that you know, just getting back to what you were just mentioning is is this idea of just kind of uh, your service, your product. How what's your quality there? Like you said, you know, you could market the hell out of something and do it on all the great channels and be really sophisticated. But if you have a poor quality product, a poor quality experience, or your service is lackluster, you're not going to retain those clients. The, the, there's some stat out there that's like 80%, 80% of your business comes from existing clients. Uh, and that, that could be in the, in the real estate world, that could be 80% could just be, they're referring you. Yeah. They're sharing the, they're yeah. sharing your name, you know, yeah. like, so, so there comes that power in having a, 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 you know, an amazing experience by working with, with someone. And I think that like with marketing, it's, it has to be built on a good foundation of your business. It's just like business basics. Like it's, it's nothing crazy, like do good work, be great customer service and, you know, that all that kind of stuff that's just the fundamentals, you know, and you get those right and you add marketing to it. Now you've just added a little bit of fuel to it and, yeah. and it's just going to accentuate you even more. And this, and you know, this, this is a lot of people out there might be listening. They're like, this isn't, I work at Quicken or I work at a bank mm-hmm. and I'm, a, you know, anybody that's in a commission or like in a referral type or, or like a, a reputation type business needs mm-hmm. marketing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You have to have marketing if, if your business is dependent on, on, on reputation. Mm-hmm. So some people might, might think, well, you know, I, how does this pertain to me? Why would I, right. why would, why would I want to have a website mm-hmm. if I'm Paul Poslakis at Bank of America? Right. Well, because you're still Paul Poslakis. 
Yes. Right? Yes. You're still Paul Pos- I mean, I'm transaction business based on the fact that I'm Paul Apostolakis. Right. I need to be able to have, I'm creating my own brand. I am my brand. You are, yeah. Right? And, that, and what's great about businesses or industries like this, where an individual becomes a brand, that is not, you can't duplicate that. You are somebody. Right. We're all unique human beings. Yeah. So the fact that you are, you know, uh, an individual of your own and you have your own personality and you have your own things that you believe in, now you, you know, marketing that is just, it's really about, that's why I say, who are you? What right. do you do? What do you like? What is that? Let's, now let's take that, th- these ideas and these concepts, let's turn them into designs, to websites, to, to messaging, to all this different stuff. And, and now we are basically replicating you in a digital environment. And it's, it's not, and that's what's great about that. You know, there's other businesses that the competition's really tight. Everyone looks about the same. Differentiation can be very difficult. But in the, in the, like real estate, or, you know, or loan officers, that kind of thing, you are your own person. So 100%. that, be, yeah, right. It, be, it becomes like a really good asset now. Yeah. Um, assuming, that you're built on integrity, honesty, truth, transparency, all of the fundamentals that as sure. human beings we care about. Sure. You know, we, you know. Joe, so. this all sounds really expensive <laughs> and, and time consuming, right? right so right. it does. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is, a, it is a commitment to marketing. You mm-hmm. have to have a commitment to it. Now, cost wise, mm-hmm. how, how expensive can this get? How inexpensive can it be? Uh, I mean, I guess for me, I know that I decided to start smaller and, and build up and try to get right. to a point where I felt really comfortable with it. Um, so talk to the audience about how, uh, the, you know, your perception on, on, right. on cost, because if I'm a loan officer doing well, I feel like it's a good investment personally. Right. So talk to the audience about how much it would cost roughly. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's so, there's things that you can do, um, that are just costs of doing business. I yeah. mean, there, there's, there's this point where you say like, okay, you have a budget of, let's say a thousand a month. A, what that'll cover is what you should be doing in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? Like it'll yeah. get you the basic stuff that should just get you going. But it gets you there. But yeah. it gets you there, right? Yeah. And it, and it, it's a foundation that you can build on. And within that budget, you're you're at least able to communicate your brand. You're able to kind of accentuate who you are, what you are, all that stuff. So at a thousand bucks a month, yeah, you can you can get going. But to me, it's there's a there's a psychology that has to change when it comes to marketing, especially in the digital world. It is so, like we talk about, it is so complex, it is always changing, and there are so many different channels and avenues you can take. The The, the thing that needs to be considered is, um, you know, you have this kind of foundational piece, but then you have some, some sophistication, and then you have some, like, campaign-specific stuff where you start to really try and capture hearts and minds in terms of uh, saying something that has substance behind it. Mm. You know, I, I think that all marketing needs to be uh, value adding. And then we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big part of like something that you you, know, you do with these Omega 60s. It's about adding value to the discussion yeah. because marketing, uh, buy this now or, Hey, we're here. You know, we're, we're, we're a great company. Right. It is just exhausting. And nobody wants to be sold to. No, no. Well, they, yelled at and, and they're not being they're, sold to yeah. whether you think it, it, they are, or they aren't, but this is the thing that I think be authentic. In my it, exactly. And, and behind all marketing has to be this authenticity. Absolutely. Because in today's world. Yeah. Because they'll know they'll see people see through that now because you could do it like we're compassionate campaign, but then they have the experience with you. And it was just like, you don't answer my phone calls. You don't get back to me. 
now your your marketing campaign got you the business, but it's not going to stay. Right? Maybe exactly. So you have to have a foundation of being you know good people, good doing good things, trying to better humanity. Like it, it has to be that. And if you're in it for some other uh, motive or whatever, then it's going to come through at some point. At, the, at least that's how I, I see it in, in my opinion. So I want to talk to the audience for a minute just directly. Like, guys out there, like, here's the, here's the hardest part about this is you don't get the immediate results. Doing yeah. this. So that $1,000 a month that you spend on it, you know, you could spend $1,000 and get leads immediately and mm-hmm. potentially convert one of them. I, I don't know. But it, it, so it's a tough thing mm-hmm. as a, as a business owner, as a, as an entrepreneur or someone that has, is building a brand for themselves to say, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars to do this, but it's marketing is a long play. Mm-hmm. So you have, people have to understand that people are, want the quick fix. We're in a world today where I paid for this. I want it now. Mm-hmm. Right. And my Amazon, it's on my door. Right. Well, you have to also think about the mentality, especially in this, in the real estate world. It's like, I bought leads. I converted this many leads. There's this direct correlation that happens right. pretty quickly. So they have this, this conditioning that takes place where now any money I spend on marketing or whatever we want to call it has to have the result and it has to happen fast. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, when I start, when I would do a lot of things with marketing, Sal, who's very like, driven and he's like we need revenue we need revenue and he's like why are you working on that shit right now dude we need you, we need more money like we need right mm-hmm. i'm like dude dude i i get it but like this is like a play it's a portion of what we're doing it's mm-hmm. important and today he'll tell you himself he's like man I, like i i can't believe how far we've come it's it's i'm so happy you push back on that right mm-hmm. but it's hard it's hard it's hard because if you're out there looking for a like look if if you had a million dollars and you decided to put up a million dollars with the billboards for a month. You're not going to do much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you had a million dollars and you put up five billboards up for every day or, or, or every month, it'd be, uh, it was up there for mm-hmm. a full year. That's, that's marketing. Longevity. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Brand doesn't happen overnight. Right. Like we're going to have Mark Z, uh, well, it depends on when we air this. Mark Z is or was on the episode. Right. He's built a brand over time mm-hmm. and he's made a huge investment into it. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, any brand has made an investment of time. Right. And, and there's that returns not immediate. So right. that you get people have to understand that. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, there are, so this is the, the crazy thing about marketing. There's, there's strategies that are the long play, like we're talking about, brand building, yeah. kind of a long term. That really, to me, cost of doing business. Like if you're, if it's got to be part of your your P and L. Like me personally, if you own a business, there, you have to have a line for marketing. Yeah, I, I would agree to. with that. So, so what what you have that, but then there's the, there's some of these tactics that you can own, that you can manage, that you can run, that can you know turn on some sort of uh, important lead activity tomorrow. So for instance, uh, we could turn on, you know, a Google search ad targeting, let's just say we have a, you know, a realtor in Detroit, targeting the keyword uh, realtors in Detroit or best realtors in Detroit, whatever. We have, we target those keywords, we put up a really good engaging kind of search ad, people click, they make a phone call. That can happen tomorrow, right? right? So I'm not saying that's how it always works, but that could be turned on and happen tomorrow. Um, But what I believe is that you build this foundation, and we, we've talked about this. There's this kind of like this natural progression as it relates to marketing sophistication. You start with what is the name of your business, what's your address, and what's your phone number. Yeah. Okay, th- these are basic things. Yeah. But now where is it online, 
And is it the right information? People change locations, people change mm-hmm. phone numbers, people do all this stuff. Right. And maybe you've been in business for a little while, you've moved a bunch of offices, you could have a bunch of bad data. So this goes back to data a little bit. You could have a lot of bad data on different platforms, different uh, listing sites that um, is communicating the wrong information. So it's like is, it's like your digital like footprint. Right, right, right. It's like, how, and if it's wrong and people go to search you, it's off. I mean, it's as simple as even going to your LinkedIn and your Facebook. Yeah. And change. I've, I've gone to people's LinkedIn before or Facebook and it's got their old employer and they've been not there for a year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to be cognizant of this stuff. Yeah, in this, you, uh, today's world. absolutely. And and with the, with like that part of your data, like the name, address, phone, like, like that's the, the building block because then everything that you do on the digital side has to go back to that because when we do business – we do it on the phone. We do it in email. We do it uh, via websites. That's how things start to happen. Um, you can't do that if you have the wrong data. Now, let's. T- the other issue with incorrect or inconsistent data online is it hurts your SEO. If you have four different addresses out in the web. By the way, search op- oh. <laughs> engine optimization for all your yeah, yeah, search engine optimization. So it hurts your ranking ability for certain things because what's ha- what can happen is your address being in four different locations, Google sees that and says, well, I don't have any consistent information here. How am I going to know that this is a good or accurate or uh, a good thing to show in the search result? Because they're not sure. It's like it's all over the place. So by having a more consistent profile on all the different channels wherever you exist, uh, you're telling Google then sees and it's re- verifying, oh, it's all the same. So we're good with this. This is a good result. It's relevant. It's local and it's updated. So that's just one. Again, this is the, this is the starting point. <laughs> so, yeah, because the, the crazy thing about this whole thing is like uh, I, you could hire 100 people and mm-hmm. still have work for all of them. Absolutely. For one company. No There's doubt. that much stuff that you could work on yes. in the marketing capacity. Right? Yes. So you also have to pick and choose where to focus your energy. Yes. So in your opinion, mm-hmm. so look, for me, we started with Facebook and and it was easy. It was cheap. I, I, I got content on there. We mm-hmm. locally, we, we created a brand for ourselves. Uh, we didn't really think about SEO too much. Right. Right. Uh, that was for us the path of like the ease, least, uh, least resistance to get our, yes. our name out there. Yes. It was effective, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. It was really effective yep. using utilizing Facebook. So what what is the difference, in your opinion, between... Facebook and social marketing and uh, SEO and digital? I would say Facebook's becoming more sophisticated in this regard in terms of targeting actual interests or intent. Yeah. But SEO and paid ads, you know, Google stuff, that is all these people are expressing intent. They are saying, yeah. I am looking for this. That is a very powerful thing because when we talk about like a social ad or instant, for instance, and, um, you know, we're reaching our local market and that kind of stuff. The people, the majority of the people that see that aren't interested in what is necessarily being discussed. Now you can, you can refine the targeting and you can really get, you know, put it through a fine tooth comb and and make sure that you're hitting the most relevant, but you're still going to have some of that waste. With Google, if you're targeting. That's all intent. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If someone searches real estate agent Detroit and you're targeting that keyword and you have a good either on an organic side or with paid ads and you're showing for that, you are relevant. So I had a good conversation once uh, when er, early on when I was trying to figure stuff out, and I was, it was actually a, the the head of marketing for Quicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to have a, a phone conversation with him, and he told me then because back then I was one hundred percent social, and I was believed it was the, that was all. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, I was like I, SEO too competitive, mm-hmm. too hard to figure out. I'm going to stick over here because mm-hmm. it's it is easier to, mm-hmm. to figure out overall. And he he, he explained like this: so Facebook, you are 
pushing people to yep. you, right? Yep. Their intent is very low because they just saw an ad and they're like, oh, sure. I like that. Sure. And you're pushing them to wherever you want them to go. Yeah. Uh, Google is you're pulling yeah. high intent, high co- uh, converting. So he's like, he, he told me, if you had, if at 100%, you, you should be spending 80% of your time on SEO. Mm-hmm. That was his number. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. I, I disagree right. with that. I think social plays a huge part locally mm-hmm. if you're a local business. I think for him, he's, you know, obviously part of a big, big company and they weren't doing that great at social at the time, sure. in my opinion. Sure. But overall, um, oh, and by, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was it. Like, so I, he was very staunch on that. So I think that is poignant in the fact that SEO or search engine optimization, Google search engine, that, that intent is the difference. Yeah. And you know, the thing about how Google, Google's algorithm works is that it's becoming so sophisticated that it's not just like, Hey, do you have keywords on your website? Is the keyword in your URL? We've gone way past that. I mean, Google is now looking at, do you have good reviews online? Mm-hmm. Are you reputable? Yeah. Um, do you have reputable organizations third parties linking back to your site backlinks, these backlinks yeah. like these and but but see this is the thing there was this time when people just bought links you can I'm, go on fiverr yeah. and buy, I, I did it because yeah. i thought it would work it doesn't work right because they go on all these uh not reputable They're sites shitty sites and, and google knows it now. they know now yeah and there was a time that would have worked but it is that's no what we call black hat yeah versus white hat, exactly right? exactly yeah. so so now that google has become so much more just sophisticated and how their algorithm kind of weeds out stuff. Uh, you know, it's not just about having the keywords on your site and, you know, some basic things. It's like, how are your reviews? Do you have a lot of social engagement and activity? Um, do you have content? Do you have content? Are you sharing information? Do you have some video stuff going on? Do you have this whole ecosystem of value and information that shows that you are the best search result for that given search? Now and, and you know what, man? Like, that's uh, all this stuff that you're saying. I know people out there are listening. Like, man, that's a, too big of a commitment, yeah, right. for me to make. And I just think it's too. It's it would be it would be a huge loss if you didn't make that commitment. Right. You got too much to lose because the companies that figure this out, mm-hmm. that are able to create their own ecosystem, that own their own data, they are insulating themselves yes. from any changes because they they are running literally their own business at that point. Right. Right. It's huge. And if you don't own your data, if you don't understand what's happening as a business owner or an entrepreneur or someone that's in a, in a capacity where their brand matters, you're just, you're, you're, I felt like I was behind mm-hmm. right a year and a half ago and, and, and all that. I still feel like I'm behind. Well, you weren't, I'll tell you that well, much just from who I've, who I, I've worked with all kinds of people and it's, it's, it's just the nature of I, it. I don't think you understand my level of anxiety. <laughs> so, I, don't think you understand. I, don't, I don't think you understand what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I get it. I get uh, it. So, so my point to you, it would be is if I'm a, if I'm a business owner or an entrepreneur or a real estate agent loan or anybody that's in a, in a, a reputation type business that wants to create a brand or mar- have marketing around it. And I've, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for five years and I'm successful mm-hmm. and, and I don't feel the need. Um, w- w- how do I get, get into that? Yeah. I mean, it, where do I go? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So it, there's, first of all, don't work with any kind of uh, marketing company or person that's trying to sell you anything. The reality of this of this is there are fundamentals to your business as it relates to your your online presence that just need to be done, um, and it doesn't require any selling. It's just this is again this goes cost of doing business. That's the hardest part. Okay, so yeah, I think that's poignant. Get rich quick. I'll get yeah, you leads. It. If you see that forget and they're it. offering huge gains or whatever, it is, 
generally speaking, they're not doing all the stuff behind the scenes that needs to be done. They might mm-hmm. get you some results mm-hmm. and you'll be happy about it. But mm-hmm. again, that's not giving you what you need. Well, we all want this. We, we, we want things to work fast. I mean, it's just human nature. We patience, want, yeah. Yeah, but patience, I get impatient. Of course. I get impatient all Abs- the time. Everyone does. I do too. It's just the way that we are. And it's fucking mind-numbing. And then once you think you figured it out, th- there's an algorithm <laughs> change. It's like, what the fuck? Right, right. Well, fuck I mean, you. It, well, even fuck in- Fuck you, Google. <laughs> fuck you, pa- Facebook. Facebook. Well, think about Facebook. Facebook, like we talked about, um, that there was a housing situation. They were kind of there was a lawsuit based because yeah. they had discriminatory stuff. So what what happened? Everyone is punished in the real estate I world. I can't <laughs> use demographics. I, no, like, it totally changes the scope of exactly. it. Exactly. So, but you have to be on top of that. You do. Right? You so, do. Yes. Um, okay, we're gonna do three questions with you real quick because <laughs> okay. we're running out of time. All right, you ready? Yeah. First question: What scares you? Um. Probably being misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like, I want my communication, the things that I say and the things that I do and the things that are left unsaid or that are left undone, there's still an understanding of who that person is. That's, I don't want to be... You yeah, but, but you're a marketer. You speak in a different language. Nobody understands that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, nobody knows what, I mean, yeah. half the people listening to this are like, what the fuck do I SEO, listen to? SEO, SEM. Right, right. <laughs> um, all right. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, what do you believe success means? Like, what, what does it look like to you? To me, it's just personal fulfillment. I mean, if you go to bed tired and satisfied with what you did in that day, you're successful. I don't, it has nothing to do with, you know, monetary or things or any of that. I just feel like if you can rest your head at night and be like, yeah, you know what? Money helps though. It doesn't hurt anything. Of course. Money helps. <laughs> People that say money doesn't make you happy. They, they were going to be happy no matter what, but it'll make a happy person much happier. <laughs> that could be true. That <laughs> like, could be true. You know, no, it, it's not. The, it's not. I get this, it. I get, right. I get, right. I get, I get what just you're saying. Just as long as you can feel fulfilled in your life. Yeah. That's that's what success is. Uh, next question: If you could be one animal in the animal kingdom, what would it be and why? You know, I I was I was thinking because I've heard you ask this before. Sure, you do the show. Uh, I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. I edit these yeah. things. <laughs> but um, you know, I had like I had two. I like two. Of them. But so, okay, so yeah. then I'm going to pick one right now. Okay. I think the owl. I think the owl is a really Ooh, cool, yeah, like, right. mysterious. Like a snow owl? Yeah. The snow owl's a bad bitch. That would be cool. She's a bad bitch. And they can see things super high up. Yeah. Oh, man, it's yeah. pretty cool. All right. An owl's pretty good. I've never yeah. heard anybody say yeah, owl. I think owl would be yeah. pretty neat. All right. Kind of scary, That's too. That's good. Because I'm not scary at all. Jessica, how was the show? Did you understand anything? <laughs> I did. I was actually listening and learning. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. That was very good. Uh, so, everyone, obviously, this was a bonus episode we did. I think we just, you know, uh, Joe and I were talking. We're like, you know, we talk about all this stuff, and mm-hmm. we thought we'd just put it on uh, on our show, just to see yeah. if anybody feels that they need it. And if you guys like the show, obviously, reach out to me and let me know if you have any questions. If you want to do it, we'll do it again. If, it, sure. if we get some good reactions, if not, we're never doing it again. That's fine. Yeah, it's always that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, everyone that's that's listening. Thank you, everybody that goes to our, our, our website, uh, irepodcast.com. Obviously, visit it. But uh, thank you, Jessica, for being here on uh, an off day for us. My yeah. Pleasure. And uh, Brad and Sal. Can suck it. I I would be remiss to not say rhythm marketing. Rhythm. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. How can people get a hold of you? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so you email me Joe at rhythm marketing, R I T H M marketing, or go to R I T H M marketing dot com. And someday we'll get in the story how I found you. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 